are the Angels Investment Group, and we are here with a bit of a different format here today. We're actually doing a bit of a podcast-style thing. Um, I'm here with Abdul, uh, my boss, um, and we're here to talk a, bit, a little bit about business, a little bit about business strategy, a little bit about the property world. Yeah. How you doing, my friend? I'm good, Dan. How are you? Doing good. Doing good, man. Doing good. Good, man. So these days, um, obviously, we're going through a bit of a kind of a, a switch up with business optimization. Yeah. We're actually going through some stuff with, um, you know, getting the company up to sort of like a well-oiled machine. We were talking about it off camera. and um, Yeah. I was just wondering if you talk a little bit more about that, the idea of optimizing a business. Yeah, so ultimately, right now, what we've really been focusing on, focusing on is creating a system which almost runs itself, mm-hmm. right? And as you mentioned, as we were speaking about it before, the way to create a business which runs itself is almost like engineering a, you know, uh, an engine, for example, in a car. Mm. You have to create the core bases, and then you have to create a, a way for everything to run smoothly. Mm. And obviously there are different components involved for that to happen. And what we were saying earlier is the fact that right now we're going through a process where it's kind of a sense of, you know, we're servicing the business. Uh, we're, we're fixing little bits here and there to make sure that it's a little bit more efficient mm. and it runs a little bit more smoother and it can kind of scale to a higher level. So ultimately that's what, you know, optimizing is really, that's what it's really about. Optimizing a business is really about creating a system Mm. which can almost work on its own. Almost, and obviously with the input of our expertise, our knowledge and our time and effort that goes into it. Mm. Um, You know, we are in the driving seat, but that engine, that system needs to be running smoothly and it needs to be of a high standard mm. for it to continue, uh, you know, for it to have longevity. Yeah. You know, you compare a, for example, a, a Vauxhall mm. compared to a, a BMW yeah. and then there's a BMW compared to a Rolls-Royce. One thing I think is notably interesting is actually there's become quite a large industry on different kind of business optimization services. Right. Um, you know, like um, it's become sort of the idea of, we're not just selling a product anymore. We're selling a service that optimizes the service that sells the product. You know, it's interesting how um, in this world of optimization and efficiency, we now have new businesses coming up who are trying to problem solve and the to support yeah. products. Yeah. And so like um, from like a cost effective standpoint, like um, what's it like dealing with these kinds of companies? Right. So this is something that we recently did mm. with our social media. Yeah. Uh, we got a software which optimizes that. Mm. Right. Mm. And at first we were quite optimistic and we were calculating whether or not that time saved through this software mm. is actually beneficial. Yeah. You know, is it actually worth the money? Mm. And and I think what is the most important thing about these kind of businesses and these kind of softwares that provide them problem solving mm. for problem solving businesses yeah. is the fact that they almost give us analytics that we can use mm. in order to feed mm. back into the business and make it more efficient. Now I'm not saying a, you know, a, a, a person or a human couldn't, couldn't do the job as good, but in terms of a cost effective way, it definitely does save you a lot of money and a lot of time yeah. by using these softwares and businesses. Mm. Um, now not every single one of them is going to be good and not every mm. single one of them is going to be useful for, your business yeah but with the ones that we have on board right now it hasn't been a case of they've come to us and we've jumped on straight away they are still people that are continuing continuously trying to 
get us to use their services yeah, and their yeah. software. And some of them, some of them are just not useful for us. Mm. Um, they may be for some other businesses and some other type of companies, but not necessarily for our business. Um, and I think with the industry right now, a lot of these businesses are trying to support the tech industry. Yeah. Um, now we are not necessarily within the tech industry. I mean, to an extent, we do use a lot of technology, mm. a lot of artificial intelligence yeah. to conduct our business in a more efficient manner. But overall, they're good, but it has to be specific to your business and you have to calculate whether or not that cost is going to be worth it. Uh, and ultimately, you can always just, it can, you, can, you can always have it as a trial. Yeah. You know, a lot of these businesses offer that, you know, three week, two month, one month, two weeks trial. Mm. Um, so you can use that to see whether or not it's going to affect your business in a positive way or is it just going to be an additional cost which, you know, you can cut, you don't necessarily need. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, one thing I find with like, um, with using these kind of optimized services is like you say, it's interesting that there is kind of like that secondary service of data acquisition. You know, this notion that like, um, it's helping in several different ways, obviously, you know, with us, with the, with the Hootsuite software, you know, this idea that, yeah, the, the analytics have become more and more important in terms of content creation. And I suppose it must go for your end as well. Like, um, when clients put in their data, um, then are, they, are there like percentage trends in certain? Yeah. So, 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 so the main systems that we use, they allow us to see exactly the different criterias of clients that we have. Mm. So without going into too much detail, uh, when a client comes to us, there are certain questions and information that we need yeah. in order to provide the most efficient service, right? Mm. The softwares we use to input that data, that information, we can filter out within that system, within that software mm. to see how many of these clients are within X category, how many mm. and Y and how many are Z. So with the ones that we use in, for that side of the business as well, uh, in comparison to the media side of the business, it is as efficient and the data is there. The data can be formatted and be seen in different types of ways. Mm. Uh, not all softwares are going to show you the data in the same type of way, mm. but ultimately the core concept of that data to be used in order to provide a more efficient service or in order to target um, the correct and the correct demographic mm. in a more concise way yeah. um, can definitely, you know, it, and it should be used to your advantage. And I think every business, every new business, every startup right now should definitely consider using softwares, using different systems in order to, um, be efficient and you know be open to the fact that mm. you know there is this technology that we can use yeah. and not be too closed off about because that's how i was the only reason i'm saying that because i was like that yeah <clears throat> so over the last six months is when we really you know implemented these softwares and businesses but mm. before that it was all manual labor which yeah. don't get me wrong is good and that's yeah. how it should be at the start for you to get a proper feel of your business mm. Mm. um but yeah, it's definitely good from our side, from 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 the more not necessarily technical pers uh, aspect, mm. but um, you know, with with this, the day to day stuff that we deal with, is definitely helpful. Well, one thing I want to know in particular, to be fair, is um, when it comes to property, when it comes to like, because um, obviously, you know, I've I've been with the company for almost a year now, and I've seen kind of the way you work. <laughs> what kinds of optimizations are available in terms of these kinds of software? Where is it speeding things up? Most importantly is speeding things up when we do our due diligence on our different properties that mm. come to us. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll take you from the start, right? Yeah. So when we do get a, a, a vendor, an individual, a, a, a company or a family 
that is trying to sell their their asset, um, what we tend to find is to to make the process as smooth as possible is not only beneficial for us, but it also provides them a little bit of comfort in the sense mm. where we're not going back and forth too many times. Mm. It's very concise, very very straightforward, and we try to reduce the number of steps it takes in order for us to get as much information as we need. Mm. We need so. So when when we do get these leads come in, when we do get inquiries come in from that part of the business, uh, ultimately what our software does is allow us to break down very key information that we need in yeah. order to take it on to the next step. And then obviously the next steps include doing the correct due diligence on the properties in order for us to make a you know good offer to mm. see you know what the figures are, what the numbers are, um, and what we need to offer in order for us to be happy, for mm. us to get our returns that we that we need yeah and for, for them to be happy as well to make sure that they're getting something they're getting value for their asset and they're happy and they can do the next steps that they need to do in their journey um effectively as well so that system really allows us to make good decisions yeah that's what it allows us to do make correct decisions and let me ask you this um in the path of optimization um are there any parts of the job you miss that were optimized in the cracks and you can no longer engage in that part of the journey? Like, is there anything that's kind of fallen away? To be honest with you, not really, mm. because my role is constantly developing as well, Yeah. right? So like I was speaking to you about before, the, mm. the stuff that I've got going on right now, yeah. is not necessarily the stuff that I was doing six months or a year or even two years ago. Mm. It's mm. completely different, right? Yeah. So no, because the new things are a challenge. Mm. And you get to a point where certain things, I'm not saying that, you know, they're not necessarily good enough for anyone's ability or my ability. I'm not saying that every part of the business is as important, right? Mm. But solving more complicated problems, which at the start you don't know how to do, yeah. is I think that challenge is a lot more fulfilling, 100%. Mm. So I don't really miss a lot of the tasks that I used to have to do. And having a system that does it, it doesn't do them for you. Mm. You still, you know, there's still, uh, you know, we have another member of our team as well who has a very significant part to play in making yeah. sure that the correct information is collected uh, and put forward and moved on the pipeline. Um, I don't necessarily miss because now I don't miss that because now I have to, you know, focus on some more complicated problems in order for us to grow as a business and you know our members, our team members also grow along with that and we have the best possible chance at a successful future as possible. And I suppose as well, as you optimize the older stuff and you no longer have to worry about it, almost new challenges kind of emerge. Yeah. Like it, it must be a constant state of progression, you know, I, like from the from the film stuff, my, my media background, you know, all the stuff I used to worry about, I don't worry about it anymore. Yeah. And then suddenly you see that kind of road to quality that road to delivering good products and good services because you can now focus on the smaller elements like, um, you know, getting exactly. everything ironed out, the smaller creases, you could say. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's good that you say that because when them little tasks that you no longer have to think about doesn't mean that they're not getting done. Mm. The system is still allowing them to be completed. Yeah. And it almost ends up, everything almost ends up becoming second nature. Mm. You know, going back to that analogy of it being a machine, of it being an engine, once you learn how to drive, ultimately it ends up be being second nature anyway. Uh, you know, when you're navigating through the road, you, you look, you're checking your mirrors, you're changing your gears. Mm. Uh, it ends up becoming second nature. It's like tying your shoelace. Yeah. So this system, this machine that 
a business should be. The little tasks, the tasks that are very, very crucial, but because without that information, there won't be any end product mm. because it won't even get to the end because you'll constantly be having to go back in order to collect the information again and again and again. Yeah. So the system allows that to get it right the first time. Mm. And then it almost just happens as second nature. You do have an involvement in every step. Yeah. You, you know, you do have to quality control, quality check every part of the stage, mm. every part of the deal, every part of the service. You have to keep continuing to check whether or not it's, it's being done to a good standard. Um, so yeah, it, it is very, it's, it's good that we can kind of focus on the bigger things, the more complicated tasks in order to, you know, make our service better, more efficient yeah, uh, and progress. You're right, man. You're right. And one thing as well, I, I suppose like when it comes to the developing of a skill or kind of a practice, everything kind of follows the similar model. Like if you think about your own head as like, um, you know, you're almost optimizing your own way of thinking about certain skills, you know, how does the guy become the master chef? Because he no longer has to worry about the stuff that he did when he started out and he can focus on those smaller creases. And it must be like, um, as, as a way of thinking, you're almost like building up a machine in your own mind. Yeah, I mean, going back to what you just said, mm. um, be a chef right so mm. a chef don't know the exact terminology mm. but he has an inside team around him mm. you know, there needs mm. to be somebody who can go take the order firstly yeah and then there needs to be it'll come in and then there'll they'll, they'll be there'll be a role there'll be a group you know there'll be a there'll be a there'll be a stages mm. to mm. making that dish right yeah and the you know the entire dish doesn't won't entirely consist of just one piece of uh one piece of food it'll, mm. it'll be mm. different components mm. right mm. And it, it it does um have a big impact in your own your own way of kind of visualizing things and seeing things because as you 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 do end up realizing that okay mm. you know what I am dealing with a lot more complicated stuff yeah and the the only reason you realize that is because at the start you don't really know mm. unless you have mm. somebody holding your hand hand along the way yeah. You don't really know how to do anything. So when that hurdle comes and then you go over that hurdle or you're in the process of figuring whatever it is out, you do understand what your value is yeah. and what your worth is. And, you know, when the chef does have a sense of his own value, mm. so mm. it does is, and that, ha that has an impact on other parts of your life as well. Yeah. When you run a business and you start taking on more challenging situations and, complications and problems mm. you start to kind of implement that mindset into different parts of your life as well yeah oh too right so too it's right. uh it's good i mean i don't think there's anything like running a business um to the to, to the extent of which you have to kind of learn mm. by yourself yeah ultimately i mean there's a lot of support you can just go online and there's a lot of information out there that you can take on board but that whole idea of implementing it without the being a coach, for example, you know, you have athletes for you know, who have a coach to tell them how to do stuff, how to train, how to eat correct, uh, and how to stay consistent with everything that they're doing and how to perform on the day, what mindset to have. And I'm, I'm not saying by any means that that's easier, but the complications that you face in business as a business owner and the stage that we're, we're in now, we're a baby, we're, we're, we, we, we've hardly been around mm. compared to, um, the, the big players within our industry you see a lot of talk on everywhere about companies like blackrock and vanguard yeah now these companies are the pinnacle point of the private and equity in industry the banking mm. industry um and that's the industry that we're in so we're, we're, we're nothing 
yeah nothing um you know compared to them and when i say that i say that with pride yeah because we're nothing compared to them but we're still at a level which is very impressive for mm. how long that we've been operating for and there's no doubt about it that we will get to a point where we, we don't need to compete with the biggest companies in the world we need to work with them yeah uh and and that's how that's how you you know move up in in the business world that's how you move up in life you have to yeah. work with people well one thing actually one thing you said i found was quite interesting is this idea of learning a skill and taking that discipline and applying that discipline to different parts of your life if i remember correctly you used to do a bit of boxing right yeah and i wonder like did the discipline that's required to do that kind of ath you know that to do that work how did that apply to you know going into business you know, that kind of to, ethic. In, in complete honesty, you know, that discipline took time to build. Mm. I thought I had that discipline when I started everything. Yeah. But being very critical of yourself, which you have to be when you don't have a coach or a mentor or somebody holding your hand, you have to be extremely critical of yourself. Mm. That takes time to mm. understand. And the only way you understand that is by failing. Once you fail, once you take a big loss, then you, you almost realize that the reason any loss occurs in the flip for first place is usually because of lack of discipline that's what i think in my experience anyway some yeah. people may agree some people may disagree but in my personal experience that 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 failure is what builds discipline because you end up understanding that okay maybe if because because you know losses come and go right but the big failures in life the ones that actually teach you lessons are the one, ones that, for me personally, have come from a lack of discipline. Mm. And I'm humble enough and critical enough of myself to understand that. So that discipline really just... And even with, with boxing, right? I think the the, the first... I, I, it, was, it was the first kickboxing fight I had. You know, it was it was terrible. My performance was terrible. I had the technique. I had the skill. Um, but there was one part which I lacked on, which I knew if I was a little bit more disciplined in training every part of my body every part of my technical ability i could have avoided that if i studied it a little bit better if i understood how to defend um because what happened was when i went into in, into the into the fight um the, the guy on the other side uh with all due with all due respect i i had him on the ropes yep. to a certain extent but he kept kicking leg checking me mm. over and over again mm. and that was new territory for me because although I, I, it was a kickboxing match and I should have been prepared to defend the kicks but I wasn't yeah. because I didn't think of it I, did, I, mm. didn't, I didn't I didn't I didn't I, I did get taught it but I wasn't disciplined enough to practice that I was too focused on my stand-up boxing mm. um, but that allowed me to kind of go back and realize that okay that's I need to defend this like this way uh, and then the, the fire I had after after that was there was a comp there was a massive difference because that discipline came so Ultimately, that discipline, there isn't a specific place where it comes from. And it will always be constantly evolving. Yep. There'll always be dips in your discipline. Mm. Uh, and then you'll always learn from them. You'll come back better. Uh, and as, you know, going back to that point where there's always new challenges that come up, more complicated situations, mm. more complicated situation will require more discipline than you have. Yeah. Right. And then going through that failure or, 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 or facing a, a, an adverse challenge is what's going to make you more disciplined again and again and again. So the road is never ending. The, the, you know, we, you can never be perfect, but mm. you can always be 1% better every single day. Um, so it, it's one of those things. It's, it's where you work, 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 work. No, no result, but you're a little bit better. Mm.
So that's that's the kind of way I see I see discipline. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just a it's just a game which you just keep after playing. You, you know, you can't. The the moment you give up, that's when you lose discipline. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, as long as you keep getting up, keep moving forward, and keep pushing through, you'll always be developing thicker skin, and you'll always be developing discipline. Mm. And one thing I find that's quite rewarding about it that you don't think you're going to get when you start out is this idea that then when you go back to kind of just enjoy, you know, when you have those opportunities to enjoy your free time and just be with the people you like and do the things you want to do, they're not only more rewarding, but there's less challenge in organizing that kind of personal life because you've trained up the discipline through your work. And you almost like... um just even even if it's a little bit less time than you're used to, you use that time more in more valuable ways and you can appreciate it more. You know, like um, going through making this feature film on the side, you know, it has taught me a degree of discipline that, you know, folks around me haven't, they haven't reached that level yet because I was just willing to put myself into the tougher work. And um, now I can kind of look at those those true moments where there's nothing hanging above me. And I feel a level of ease that, you know, I feel a level of gratitude, you know, a level of gratitude to be able to just say, you know, I, I can just, I can rest. Yeah. I can rest. Yeah. And I think, I think it's well-deserved as well. I think, um, with, with, with men like us, because we're so focused on building ourselves, building mm -hmm. our businesses, um, you know, building our careers, whatever you want to call it. Right we sometimes forget the importance of switching off. Mm. Um, but I don't, I don't like that term switching off because I don't mm. want to switch off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't want to just, you know, forget about my business for a, for a day or mm. whatever. I don't want to, because at the end of the day, it's, it's your, it's your passion. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a lot of talk around how you shouldn't really pursue your passion in business. And I, and I get that to the point where you shouldn't, you know, you don't have to sell a product or a service mm. that you're passionate about. Yeah. You don't have to do that. You, mm. you, you sell a product or, or a service that sells, mm. that there's a need, there's a demand for. You've done yeah. your research. There's mm. a demand for this. You can provide a, a, a good, good service mm. or even if it's a saturated market, if you can provide a better service, yeah. you know, you don't need to be passionate about that. But being passionate about building an empire, about building a foundation, about building a business, mm. I think that shouldn't, it, you know, I'm not here to give advice and say shouldn't leave. I'm just speaking mm. for myself. That doesn't leave my mind, even, even if I'm with my family. Mm. The whole point of everything is to, you know, take care of the people around you anyway. So when you are at that at that point where you are taking someone so called time off, you, I, you, I don't like to, you know, necessarily switch off. Mm. It's just a matter of okay, I'm I'm enjoying this time. It's valuable time. I'm appreciating everything that's around me. Yeah. But I also can't wait and get back to building what I need to be building mm. because it goes back to because the the long to, the long term goals that we have. By long term, I mean decades time. Mm. There's always a sense of urgency in that, yeah. and I don't think until you know you because for me personally, it's you know, you're on this planet and everybody has a purpose. Mm. I have mine and there is an end goal in mind that I, I, I have to achieve. That's my duty as a man. Yeah. And ultimately the time off, the days that you switch off, um, it is always at the back of your head, or, to be honest with you, more at the front of your head to, mm. to know that, okay, um, there's, there's, there's something that I need to get back to. And one 
comment I'd like to make about that is the fact that, for example, if you're on holiday, if I'm on holiday mm. and an opportunity arises for me to make a relationship with somebody or yeah. possibly you know, see a piece of real estate, even while I'm on holiday, I'm still going to go and do that. Mm. Mm. You know, I'm not just going to completely switch it off. I'm still mm. going to do that. That doesn't mean I'm not valuing the time that I have with mm. the person that I'm with or with the people that I'm with. It just means that there is an importance to what I'm doing. Mm. And my mind and my ears and my eyes are always going to be open to taking yeah. another step forward. The goal must be to find that thing that is both, that is both profitable and something that you're passionate about. So then you can work as hard as you can towards pursuing that. I mean, to an extent, what, what, I, was, what, I'm, what, you know, what I was just saying is, mm. The passion is going to be for building a business. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you may never be passionate about selling these, mm -hmm. right? Mm. Or these plants. Yeah. Or this mic or mm. this setup, right? But building a business that generates an X amount of cash flow every month. Yeah. X amount of revenue every year mm. to allow you to do what you're actually passionate about. Mm. Mm. That's what it's about. Because yeah. For me, the reason I'm in real estate is ultimately to have enough experience, enough of a big of a network and enough capital to go and ultimately build um, how, you know, affordable housing and infrastructures and build communities, build business centers, hospitals. So they can ultimately just survive on their own yeah. and they can build on top of that and have a good building block there. Mm. That's what I'm passionate about. But the day-to-day -day activities that we do, I think it's very important for, for us and our clients to focus on investing to build long-term wealth. Yeah, You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you're extremely passionate about, but that long-term vision, that ulterior motive that you have, mm. for me, that's what I'm passionate about. But if, if you can find something that you're passionate about and you can, mm. you can build a business out of that, then yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. But yeah. don't get put off if... If, it, if it's not passionate, if you're not passionate about that, just turn up every day, do the hard work, do the grunt work. Even if you, if it's boring, if it's tedious, just remember why you're doing what you're doing and mm. what it is that you're passionate about. Because ultimately, whatever you're doing right now, it may or may not, but most likely if you're building a business, it's going to fulfill that passion anyway. Yeah. And just thinking about that, this idea of building up that stable cash flow, that life where you kind of like, it's almost... Cash flow obviously is one of those things where it's like you you could work less. You could work less if you have cash flow coming in. Um, I get the feeling that for you it would be finding something else. And I just wonder, would that something else be continuing work on the Angels Investment Group? Or would it be maybe looking towards like a hobby or something else? You got any idea? I mean, personally for me, the whole concept of the Angels Investment Group is to build a group of selecting individuals mm. where we can, you know, we're a private, you know, we're a private equity company at the core of it. Mm. The service that we provide right now is not necessarily exactly that, but what, you know, as, as if I, when I do get more time on my hands from the day to day activities of the business, building the business to a certain point where we have a certain amount of cash flow coming in, mm. it would almost ultimately be investing in more businesses yeah. Um, investing in startups, buying, you know, and, and investing in construction businesses, um, or whatever it may be, whatever, mm. whatever's profitable, even if it's some, within the tech industry, even if it's something that's making these remotes or these mics, yeah. 
if there is a place to make money mm. to ultimately go back and feed to that long term vision, yeah, that's what I would be. That, that's that's what I'm going to be focusing on. Mm. Mm. Um, and at the same time, like I said, building a, a good network, a very small network of of select a select few individuals yeah. to really go out there and dominate the private e equity industry, mm. make some really good acquisitions, develop businesses. Uh, which will ultimately provide more cash flow from there as well. So that's what I would do. Consider in terms of hobby for me, that would be that's that's that's, mm. that's a hobby. Just going in, developing, buying and developing businesses, different institutions, different firms, uh, building charities. Mm. Um, that's one of the that's one of the big things. Yeah. Um, you know, having a good foundation, having a a, a good um, top level charity where that ultimately is you know, the father of all companies, as you mm. could say, and um, we can really focus on doing good in the world um, and we, and using the Angels Investment Group and our other uh, businesses to fulfill um, that development of infra infrastructure in mm. different parts of the world. Yeah, it's interesting. Like um, this idea of, you know, men needing to work on these big projects you know it's like um a big thing about being a man is is setting goals you know like um for me it will hopefully be you know continuing on with films you know this is this is hopefully the first of many and i'm in interested and excited to see how i can develop and continue to explore the craft um you know i'm basically just at the beginning here. like yeah. you say aig is a baby company and for the same way you know i'm just taking that first step and it's interesting how, like, um, to develop discipline, to become grateful for yourself, you need to undertake these large-scale projects, which is funny to me because, um, you know, in this kind of, this world of convenience and optimization, you know, for a lot of people, you know, we are marketed this life where we almost don't even have to get up off the couch. Yeah. You know, all of these services that are made to make our lives more easy, but, or easier, and it almost just feels like it must end in like pure sensory deprivation. You know, it must get to a point where somebody doesn't move. They're fully stimulated all the time. And I mean, I think, you know, I've, you know, I've been down that road maybe a couple of times. Everybody's indulged in stuff and it doesn't lead to any kind of longstanding satisfaction. Um, Do you know what about that entire point you just made? I mm. like the fact that you started off by saying men need to build something, mm. right? Mm. And ultimately... I'm not looking down on any industry or anything like that, but say for example, there's a tech startup, mm. right? It's a good idea. And all of its funding has come from seed capital. Mm. Um, but if you're not actively doing something to continuously build building blocks mm. and you're use, just using finances and you're just using your own space to just, build a you know a very basic thing which can kind of um almost not really have any greater purpose mm. you will you'll end up in that position where okay you, you're just lounge not necessarily lounging around because it's not easy to get seed capital or mm. anything like mm. that by any means um but actually building something which is physically visible um and building something where it involves improving and developing infrastructure for our sense or mm. building a, or creating a movie which can be showcased in different elements in different formats which can be taken in to provide different perspectives and different viewpoints and a sense of enjoyment mm. to other people yeah 
other than just providing an ease for a service or anything like that. Mm. I think, you know, everybody's entitled to, to their own opinions. But personally, I agree with you. Yeah. I think, you know, men are here to build something. Uh, and if you do end up going down that rabbit hole of not really doing or building some good solid foundations and mm. building blocks and, you know, the skyscrapers or whatever, you will end up in that, you know, that state of sensory deprivation. It's just like it's a slippery slope. Yeah. And I think it's um it's quite like I don't think you, anyone should have the expectation to do something, but the opportunities should be encouraged, you know. It should be like, you know, it's it's okay if you want to do this, you know, it's it's okay, you can, you know, like um you know, it, like that that's the kind of thing, you know, they should be advertising. I don't know what form that would take, but kind of like as a way of life, it's just more rewarding. Yeah, and I think without sounding too cliche, those in power want to remain in power. Yeah, yeah. Of course, who, you know, every great empire, every great emperor, every great general has always had that mindset. You know, mm. I'm in this position, I need to make sure that I rule for as long as possible and my successor is somebody who I approve of. Yeah. Right? Now... Anyone in control will understand and will want to make sure that they are the main individual or organization involved in deciding how the core infrastructure of the world is going to be built. Mm. And, you know, what control and power would the future men have? Yeah. Uh, and like I said, without sounding too cliche, it is, it is a matter of, okay, let's see how we can dumb down every man that's that's coming now mm. uh, in order for us to remain in power for the longest period of time. Yeah. And every great, great, you know, ironically that word is being used, but every ruler, um, you know, I offer assumption, I would assume that to an extent they would always want the peasants to stay as peasants mm. and not really anybody rising up to challenge that. So, you know, going back to your point of how would it look if we encouraged young men or encouraged other individuals to actually go and do something where they get into a position of power. And also as you get there, you start to realize more things. Mm. You start to see how the world actually works, Yeah, uh, which ultimately makes you question it. Mm. Uh, mm. And as you become more powerful, get in a better position, you'll almost end up becoming a threat to those who are in power and who mm. are in charge. So that, that narrative and that way of portraying that message, um, you know, they are, they, they, there are people out there who are pushing that narrative, mm. um, but they always, you always see them getting, you know, censored or getting, being removed in one way or, or another. Yeah. Uh, you know, their, their avenue of providing that information, mm. you know, like you said, I wonder what it would look like, mm. whether it's via social media, yeah. whether it's by a, a newspaper or a TV show or a movie, you know, like that, that recent movie that came out, Sound of Freedom, yeah yeah mm. the way that was almost shadow banned and there was plenty of issues in the cinema yeah, where that was being yeah. shown mm. so there'll be different tactics in place to make sure that these people who are trying to you know send out a message which almost makes anyone and everyone questions those who are in power mm. it will always there will always be something that happens to to silence that yeah because at the end of the day you can't blame them that's just the way you know the world works. Mm. So, it and and it's one of those things. It's it ultimately, if you hear the message, 
and it clicks for you, yeah. then it clicks for you, right? Mm. If it doesn't, then, you know, unfortunately, it's just not your time mm. to take that step in order for you to become a man who stands by his sword mm. and uh, who walks in with his chest and head held high. Yeah. I find it interesting looking back at this, um, I suppose, as a whole, you know, technically, I guess we're living in kind of what America built 300 years ago. You know, we're living in that kind of, we're still living in that model of society. Most of the West is now. And it's interesting to see how just, I suppose, to a degree, how optimized it really has become. Like, um, and now especially with good old technology, everybody's data is constantly logged. And like, even for us, you know, like, you know, part of the business is logging people's data, you know? Yeah, I mean, ultimately everything is a business, mm. right? Governments, institutions, organizations, which have political influence, ultimately they're all business they're all they're all they're all run like a business they they're all have optimizations and the way they get that is by collecting data right mm. every so every so many years we have to fill out our census form yeah where they get pretty much all everything everything about us they know right mm. and then as well as that our data constantly constantly being collected um off the technology that we use uh and if you look at where it goes to it goes to big you know big tech firms. Um, who have a direct involvement and say in what political decisions are being made because mm. ultimately they are the ones who fund campaigns in order for select parties or individuals to be elected. Mm. So it is, it is, it's all a matter of seeing, you know, who can get as much information as possible in order to manipulate, you know, the data, the people in the best way possible mm. to, for them to um, act and behave, which supports their agendas yeah so that's that's all it is uh but like you said with technology now with the way things are going it's a lot easier to collect that data it's a lot easier to send out information and it's a lot easier to censor certain information so mm. it's, it's, a, it's a scary time that we're living in but like yeah. i said if you hear the message and it clicks then you're fine you'll mm. be fine mm. because every every empire f rises and falls um and nothing lasts forever mm. um and it is you know if it clicks then you, you're fine you'll you figure a way out no mm. matter what uh, and if it doesn't then you know best of luck to you yeah. that's, that's that there's, there's nothing more that can be done you know. for you know any individual or any any institution or any family that doesn't actually get what's what's going on mm. there isn't a black sheep in every in every household then it, it'll be of a bit of a difficult yeah. situation you know, I suppose to some degree, ignorance is bliss, I wonder, you know, because it does, you know, the world does get a bit, it gets grayer and grayer and grayer, the higher and higher you get. Yeah. Like good and evil really only exists on the first rung of the ladder. And then it just gets far more complicated. <laughs> there. It yeah. just becomes a bit of a mess by the time you get anywhere near the top. And yeah. It's like, I'm just going to do what I got to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is, you know, when it clicks and you start to see what is for what, what, what actually is going on around you. Um, ultimately, you don't want to stare into the abyss for too long because mm, you could end mm. up losing your mind. Yeah. But at the same time, if you do stare into the abyss for long enough, you might end up learning a thing or two. Mm. And, you know, as you start to rise above in the ranks, um, you know, take the concept of being in the military, you end up getting to the point and you end up actually seeing what is actually going on to mm. in a mass scale. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's, uh, I, I think it's a blessing if you mm. can 
if you can grasp this information, it's a yeah. blessing because ultimately then you, you know, oh, you, it's up to you then. If you, you can either act upon it yeah. and protect your own mm. or you could let it slide and just try not to think about it too much yeah. um, and just, you know, be content and be happy. Uh, but personally for, for me, I can't live with the fact that at any point somebody can come and take away the most valuable thing in your life which is you know your people mm. uh you know the if you know, for example if a, a war occurs mm. and your whole family is in jeopardy yeah personally you can't be in a position where you, you just sit around and use the resources given to you by those who put you there in the first yeah. first place mm. you can never be in that position it's it's, yeah. it's just a no-go and i think you know, every every man should think like that. Mm. Um, but I'm not here to preach. I'm not here to change people's perspectives. Me and you just having a conversation because this is what this is, that's that's where we're at. Mm. Uh, but if it does, you know, if somebody does hear the message and it does click, then you know it's for the greater good. It doesn't yeah. bring me any external reward or it doesn't change my life in any way. I'm still gonna get up and do what I gotta do. Mm. Mm. No, um, <clears throat> and like going back to property, I suppose, like um, when all of this is stacked in your head at all times and then you go out and you got to deal with people like um keeping that cool you know making sure everybody's all right making sure everybody's getting the best out of a deal you know it becomes like um the game the rules of the game change you know like um do you know what this conversation reminds me of a conversation that me and you had on the riverbank in Dubai. I remember it. I remember yeah? it. When we were there, you were speaking about, we were speaking about this and you were speaking about Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. And that stoic mentality. Mm. I think <clears throat> when you imp implement things like that, which only comes from actually reading the book or, yeah. you know, audio books, audio books like or whatever, right? That mentality and that ability to stay under control mm. and to stay cool, calm and collected really just comes from your own determination to be, to be that person. Right. Yeah. Because like I said, if you look into, if you look into it too long, you'll lose your mind. Mm. But if you're the right person and if it's meant, if you're meant to handle it, you will handle it to, yeah. to, to the best of your ability. And it is almost like, you know, when you're in them positions, when you're dealing with people, when you're dealing with complications, when you're dealing with complicated people, and a lot of people do have a short temper and a lot of people do get frustrated quite easily. Mm. It was like recently yeah. when, we, <laughs> when we were in the car <laughs> and we would sit to going into the lane and the cat behind was just mm. horning. And what did I do? Yeah. I slowed down even yeah. more. Oh, uh, my dad always used to do the same thing. If somebody's right on his tail, he waits until a car yeah. just, yeah. just to cut the guy yeah. off. And then and then that's what and that what I, the way I reacted was how calm yeah. was our our mm. environment in the car? Yeah. There wasn't a raised voice. There was nothing. We just slowed down mm. as slow as we could go. Mm. And he just kept honing. Dude, he was losing his mind. <laughs> he was just like, so, evidently he's not going to move. Exactly. So that, and do you know what? He would have had an awful day yeah. because of that. And it's like, it's not that big of a deal. Mm. It's a matter of seconds. You know. And, and you just got to, you've just got to stay relaxed in those situations, mm. stay calm. But at the same time, if he was to get out of the vehicle and try and conflict any harm upon us, I'm, I'm confident in my own ability to be able to handle that situation accord yeah. accordingly because, mm. you know, I would rather be a warrior in a garden mm -hmm. than a gardener in a war. Yeah. So you, you have to have that mentality. You have to stay stoic to, mm -hmm. you know, to an extent and you have to just 
take take the good and everything don't get too frustrated mm. uh, something doesn't work out something goes against your way what can you do about it mm. you know mm. you can only control your own output yeah. that is the only thing that any human can control yeah you can't control what your your kids think you can't control what your wife thinks you can't control mm. anything yeah other than what you put out into mm. the world and that's 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 everything that's it's everything. Like, if you're the only thing that you can control, you might as well fashion yourself into a version of yourself that can handle as many situations as possible, you know, like in tip top shape in peak mental condition, you know, where you have those opportunities to take care of both your body and your mind. So then when anything comes up, you're, you're strong enough to handle to it. To handle it. Yeah, exactly. And it's one, um, one thing that would add quite nicely to that is as long as you know that you're within your heart, if you know that you're doing everything that you can possibly do in order to be at your optimum, yeah, your optimum performance mentally, emotionally, physically, mm. then that will give you happiness. Yeah. Because even if things are not going in your way, in, you know, they're not going in your favor, as long as you know that, look, I'm getting up every day and I'm doing the best that I possibly can. Mm. I'm trying to avoid anything that will cause me harm in a way where it will impact my ability to handle situations yeah as long as you give in your 100% and you know that within your heart nothing is going to bother you you'll you'll let things brush off you let you, you let things slide and don't get me wrong there will be points in your life where shit hits the fan you know you could lose a parent you can lose a friend mm. you know you could you could lose a partner you know you could go through certain times but like i said that's what is going to build up your discipline yeah. that's what's going to build up your thick skin that's what is that is what is going to build up your intelligence in order to not necessarily deal with them situations again because as you know some situations might only happen once in a lifetime yeah and you may not have to deal with them again but it's just a matter of in them situations you have to be prepared and uh, if you stay prepared you don't have to get prepared yeah you know if there is a a tragedy if you have been prepared and if you're consi consistently working on yourself mm. then you'll be able to handle any situation and if you can't then even even if you you know you've been giving it your all and a situation comes up and you just can't handle it mm. then you can't handle it yep. you're a human and then you will just get to a point that cycle will repeat where you will just learn and you'll just get better and better and better. Do you right, man. Do you right. Cool. We've got well, three minutes left. After that was that was a call. good conversation. That's a hell of a that's a hell of a first episode. Yeah, it yeah. is. And you know what? Anybody watching this, mm. I think, is very important to understand that. You know, we are just we're normal people, and all we're doing is really just trying to build the best foundations. To you know. Not necessarily, not necessarily spread a message, but if anybody does hear this and it does impact you, and you know, if you do want to ultimately create a better and more sustainable future for yourself, then don't be shy in getting in touch with myself, getting in touch with Dan, giving us a call. Um, you know, we want to help the right people, and the way we want to help them is by giving them the opportunities to invest in securing a, a strong and long-lasting sustainable future for them themselves, their families, their children, and ultimately have the freedom that you deserve to have and be a part of this, this group, this organization where you're constantly reminded of the correct, you know what, I'll hold myself there. If, if you, some, may, some may disagree, some, some may agree. It might be correct, it might be incorrect. But from our perspective, 
that's our that's our mission that's our vision and yeah we've got a minute left mm. and that's a wrap great stuff great perfect stuff. all right all right let's cut there let's hope that recorded and it didn't <laughs> just... but you know what I like?